0: All right, here we go. Back in bold, part five with Tommy Farr. We're creating a metaverse business, the first hotel in Sandbox. It's exciting. Uh, Today we got the COO of Metaverse Hospitality. Tommy,
1: introduce your your new star here. Yeah, I'm glad we can finally announce uh, one of our uh, biggest team members here, Lise Garcia. Um, coming in as our chief operating officer, um, just because she does a little bit of everything. <laughs> um, me and Lise go go way back to uh, the consulting gig I've I've mentioned a few times on this job, where we literally had the most amazing job in the world, where we traveled the world consulting with hotels and um, dropping our our little every touch on you know every hotel we hit, and and that's when I first got to know Lise and and her drive and her work ethic and. And really got to see her in action of the hotel industry. Um, And kind of that was the start of our our working relationship. Um, We've kept in touch since then. And I literally just brought this Metaverse hospitality idea to her one day because, you know, I needed someone like her that's, you know, a go-getter. She gets shit done um, and she gets it done well. Uh, So that was a, a big factor of bringing Lisa on the team. Uh, but she also has uh, an extremely knowledgeable background in marketing. Uh, that's something that, you know, we definitely need the help with. Well, everything from social media um, to partnerships. Uh, Lisa has, you know, a very, very entrepreneurship mind, um, entrepreneurial mind. And, and she's an amazing addition to the team that's going to help out in, in so many more ways than just marketing, um, because first off, she knows hotels, she knows the consulting industry, um, and she sees the vision of metaverse hospitality. Um, so it was literally, a, a, as soon as I brought it up to her, she was ecstatic about it. And, and I got a yes right away. So I was like, okay, this is going to be a good fit. You know, <laughs> let's get, let's get this going. And we've slowly, slowly, um, getting to where we need to be. And, and it's about time to ramp up. Um, so yeah, welcome, Lise. Uh, glad to have you on the team. And, uh, Maybe uh, tell us why you think Metaverse <laughs> Hospitality is uh, the future of hospitality.
0: Hold on, hold on. I got an icebreaker here. I checked out her Instagram. She's a content <laughs> creator. So here we go. Here's your marketing you're going to get, uh, Tommy. She was like,
2: oh my God, I could never wear that. And I was like, let me show you how to. Instagram there. <laughs> the real the Has,
1: real has maker. a few talents.
2: reels reels are so easy guys
1: (laughs) we're not the social media guys all right
0: (laughs) hey i've been making good reels i know what you're talking about tommy you've been liking them i see you liking those
1: yeah there's a few there's a few at least the pro though all
0: right so lisa what's your story
2: oh my god what's my story yeah so um i come from a uh, i guess a mixed background i'm a little bit of a jack of all trades to be honest uh for, for many years, I've already been in the hospitality industry, e-commerce industry, uh, internet, <laughs> just in the internet, <laughs> marketing industry. Um, it's my passion. So you
1: you took a advantage of Web2, right? Would you say so? And now it's absolutely. time to take advantage of Web3, right?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, we saw a big change in Web2 where you know social media uh, was led by user-generated content. So a lot of brands had to... Change and start conversing with their customers, right? Because before it used to be like we're marketing to you here. Here's a a, bill- a billboard and a sign, and you consume it, and you know we sell it. And yeah, Web two changed that. It, it became a conversation with people that were uh, talking to brands now, and brands sending out their messages, right? So now, with uh, as pertains to the metaverse, uh, you know now we have an internet that's deeply immersive, so and participatory. So now people are not just conversing with their customers. They're actually interacting with their customers and creating virtual experiences and environments that, that are not exactly under their control, right?
1: <laughs> right, yeah. we still got a little ways to go with, uh, with everything ahead of us. But I think the, the main point is that we we see the future and see where um, it will be and in a few years, you know? And, and just being a part of that building to, to get to where we need to be is... No, we. that's why the hospitality industry is is going to change soon. And that's why we want to be the first ones to be a part of that Web3 revolution. So tell
0: me, what is the difference between Web2 marketing and Web3 marketing?
2: Oh, I just. (laughs) Well, Web2 is user generated content, right? So the brands are talking to their customers. Uh, It's different from traditional marketing where we give you like a billboard or a sign or commercial. It's one way. I deliver marketing to you. And if you like it, you come and, cons- you come and buy or purchase or become a customer, right? With Web2, it's user-generated content. So the brand almost had to become the influencer. The brand is talking to the customer now. The brand is uh, becoming more transparent. It has more messaging. It's not just here I am, come see me. But they have to ha- have a message to deliver to the customer and also count on their customers to deliver their message. Versus Web 3, now we're going into something more immersive. So now, for example, something we can use a hotel, for example, right? Marriott version 1.0, Marriott will give you a commercial and you can do your homework. You can go online. You can check out if you want to go to that Marriott or not, right? Um, With Web 2, Marriott brings people to their hotel and asks them to create content. So now you're seeing an advertisement in a different form. You're not seeing it from Marriott. You're seeing it from Tommy. You're seeing it from Lise. You're getting different, different perspectives. And those different perspectives are actually assisting in the customer journey. So whether they want to buy something or not. Now we're going into something more immersive. Will you be able to go to the Marriott in the metaverse? Now you, now you can go by yourself. Now you can go check out the Marriott yourself and see whether you like it, see what it looks like. So it's absolutely yeah it's it's completely different but as you can see we're definitely evolving this is a great opportunity for marketing. Who
1: yeah, do I you think, think is to go to off invest? that eggs? I'm, going 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 I'm gonna give a quick example off of off of so we can picture that. Um, so think of like a reservation system. Um, before maybe on Instagram Marriott posts call one eight hundred Marriott to talk to us about our reservations and um, book your trip to Cabo. Versus going to their hotel in the metaverse, where you can see your room in Cabo, and experience the the beach in Cabo, and go to the pool in Cabo, all from the metaverse, all from their new Web three experience versus Web two. Here's what it is: you got to reach out to us to figure it out what you what you really want. So I think that's just um, putting the picture of. Um, A lot of things are going to be immersive, like Lisa's saying, in the aspect of you can see it, you can experience before you actually do.
0: Have you seen any good examples of this? Like who is doing it best? Is Apple doing it? I mean, who is really on the frontier and are there some examples of this?
2: Yeah, of course. I mean, we have a great example. Well, actually, you know, I'm kind of biased. I'm a fashion influencer, so <laughs> I'm going to go with Gucci. <laughs> but actually, May last year, Gucci opened up. a a garden they were actually on roblox so relatable some people like to say that roblox is more game based but it's also involved in the metaverse right so they had a virtual experience that complemented a real world installation so if you were in the metaverse you could experience their italy installation through roblox so i think they did a great job doing that and having those users bring bringing that experience to those users in the web three
1: i think there's still obviously a ways to go for example something like sandbox where we're building our hotels we cannot go in our hotel right now it's just not out of the alpha beta mode yet we can build and that's about it but during the future like we're next to nike and artifact which most likely will be a clothing store. You can literally go into the store and dress your avatar um, with, and there's going to be two sides of it, of course, um, hopefully with your metaverse avatar. Um, and then maybe you have a digital avatar of yourself um, with all your sizes. Um, so you can chop both real world and metaverse. Um, digital fashion is obviously going to be huge, um, but you could literally say that about any, any industry. You can compare it, to any industry, just like hotels. We want it to be immersive so you can come into the lobby bar and hang out and talk with the bartender just like any hotel. Um, and, and I think we are slowly going to see that in every industry, but it's it's not there yet. Um, things like Roblox, things like Decentraland, they have a, some immersive experience, but it's, it's just not truly, it's just not there yet. We got a ways to go.
0: Okay, before we get there, Lise, how are you going to be doing this marketing? for? Uh...
2: <laughs> you just want to know my secrets. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, you know, there's a lot of... Uh, marketing is goal-based, right? Um, for those that may or may not know much about marketing, we follow KPIs. We have certain goals that we want to achieve. So... If you're, if you're listening in and you're like, wow, that's great. Gucci, uh, Nike, these are all stores. They have products to sell. They're going to go into the metaverse and they're just, you know, show us their product. There's still other ways to market in the metaverse and there's still profitable ways to market in the metaverse. For example, uh, Vans, Vans is actually, they're a store, you know, they're a brand and they're actually approaching the metaverse with brand awareness. So their goal is not necessarily let's make more money by selling Uh, wearables or selling NFTs, but instead we're going to create a skate park in the metaverse. And we'll have our users come and hang out and interact with our skate park and it'll be a branded Vans skate park. So you don't have to have uh, something to sell necessarily. And this, this shows that you can have different marketing approaches. So it really depends on where we're going, right? This is very new. So, I mean, between, between Tommy and I, we're still actually trying to figure that out. We've done some research where we have two worlds that we're tracking right now. We have the hotel industry and we have the metaverse. So as we do this research, we're trying to align our brand, uh, metaverse hospitality, align our brand messaging with something that speaks to hotels in the real life and what The metaverse is doing so it's so new and we're really trying to break that barrier and be the first ones to not just be, hey, we're a hotel in the metaverse, but we also are following main brands like Marriott and Hilton and seeing what they're doing in real life and how we can apply it to our social media strategy to our presence in the metaverse. For example, we've now we've now identified that we'd like to hold events. So before it's like we just want to be the first hotel in the metaverse. It doesn't just turn into that. Right. Because as the metaverse evolves, so do we. So our marketing strategy continuously evolves. So now we've identified, okay. so what do hotels in real life do? Hotels hold weddings. Hotels uh, hold conventions. Hotels may hold, you know, gatherings, meetings, yoga classes, all sorts of things. Right. So we wanted to translate that into metaverse. So when you say like, what is our marketing strategy? Yeah, it's, it's everywhere, but in a good way.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but it really is but, goal-based, uh, right? I'll tell you, I'll tell you a great example of this. And it was like uh, maybe a year and a half ago was when um, Fortnite did the Travis Scott concert in mm-hmm. the game. Yep. I think that was kind of on the forefront, huh?
2: Yeah, absolutely. That was what, 2019 So that was that was really early. And then that speaks about, you know, when to get in. So, for example, some people that may be uh, listening in, thinking, I want to get into the metaverse, I'm just going to jump in and make a bunch of money. Right. Yeah, that's great and all. But look at Facebook. Facebook is more reactive, so they always want to be the leader. Right. They want they want to lead the way, but they're reactive. So what they did was introduce the idea of the metaverse. It's almost like they gave us all permission, you know. Mark basically said, hey, I'm going to be the new meta and the metaverse is real. This is going to be a thing. And everybody's like, wow, let's do it. Right. So you don't necessarily have to be the pioneer. You can introduce the idea and then watch what happens. So now as they're watching what happens, they're going to improve that. And obviously, maybe even give us a little bit more accessibility, because one big issue that we're facing in the metaverse is that it's a rich man's game right now. So a lot of people are looking into information, how to make money, how to build a business and a plot of land right now in, in an unknown, unknown metaverse starts at $10,000. So so right now it's not accessible. So I, that's what I'm counting on. I'm counting on the fact that that Facebook or Meta will will actually have that accessibility for the masses. And that's really where we'll get started. So we're establishing a presence right now. But right now. You can identify to be the leader, but you don't have to be reactive. You can still, you you don't have to be proactive. You can be reactive and observe what happens so that you can improve the game.
0: Lise, what exactly were you doing before you (laughs) made this, this jump? And why did you decide to make this pretty risky jump?
2: Sure. Um, I, well, I was a hospitality consultant, a hotel consultant. I was traveling pretty much all around the world, minus Europe and Asia, uh, and, looking at hotels that's all i was doing was auditing hotels auditing the customer experience auditing processes procedures anything from cleanliness to standards to how the food tastes i mean i it's a really i used to joke about it and say it's a glorified secret shopper but it's it's not a lavish job at all so I think it gave me a really, really good advantage in the sense that I saw many hotels. I saw many operations. I met with many, many CEOs, general managers, operation managers, and I was always able to bring in new insight, always, no matter where I went. It could have been the, the five-star hotel that had no complaints. I was always able to bring in new insight. So when Tommy called me and he's like, hey, do you want to be a part of this? yeah, of course I want to be a part of this. This is new. There are no rules and regulations. So when you're looking for a team or when you're looking for people to work with, you really want to work with open-minded people that can that either have the skills or can build the skills. Because that's really where the key is, right? To be able to see the opportunities. So that's what I was doing before. I was just auditing hotels. But I mean, this is this is my jam. You
1: know, I love and this. What, going <laughs> off that with the auditing hotels. Um, I, I, one thing you touched on is seeing those five star hotels, seeing those, you know, established hotels change a little bit of their operations because of a report you wrote. You know, it's pretty dang cool um, it, it, you know, just because you're there for a night and you see a little bit something that maybe they haven't noticed in a few years. And then the next visit, it's completely different because of that report. You know, I see that being on our end of the metaverse. You know, we may not be able to compete with Marriott, may not be able to compete with Hilton and, uh, you know, the Hyatt's of the world, but we definitely have something to offer when they come to us for support. You know, whether it's where we've taken off as a boutique hotel, or, you know, we just know the Web3 side of it better than everybody else because we've been in it for longer. Um, It's definitely going to evolve as we go. Um, but there's always going to be something to offer to the bigger players.
0: You know, we yeah, are going to be
1: established and, and yeah, be that person that you can trust and go to.
0: Yeah, because, Tommy, we are talking before this about how the end goal is to, to unite this with the real world and have your own little boutique uh, hotels around the world and connect it with the metaverse, correct?
1: Yeah, exactly. You know, it's a long game. Like may, We may not be the Marriott of the world, um, but we're, we're gonna do really, really well at uh, what we decide to as a company and that's gonna evolve. We may find our niche within, you know, boutique hotels in Brazil. We may find our niche within the sandbox only, um, but most likely, yeah, it's, it's gonna evolve as we go and um, we're gonna be there to support anybody and everybody when it comes to hospitality and Web3 as we go.
0: So, Lise, what is the average day of a CEO of uh, a metaverse business today? Now, what are you up to?
2: <laughs> Lots of homework.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, I think I've taken I've I've taken it upon myself to try and know it all. You know, this is this is a uh, there's a gap in the marketplace right now, and uh, so something I didn't mention probably a little relevant now, but I I've worked a lot with e-commerce <clears throat> and growing brands. This is Pretty similar. This is very, very, very similar. You know, when you grow a brand, you have to do a business plan, a lot of competitor research. So we have a few people that are in charge of the metaverse. I want to be that link. I want to be the person that knows what's going on in both places so that when we have an opportunity, when we're looking for partnerships, when we're looking for people to add to the team, I know exactly what we're looking for. So that's really that's really what I'm doing. Like I'm just doing a lot of homework. She's a jack
1: of all trades. She's She's, right. she's, she's helping us out a lot in all aspects. And because yeah. it's it's tough with homework right now, it's tough with research because there's just not much of it. You gotta you gotta figure it out on your own. You gotta have that mindset that you're gonna make it happen no matter what. You know, even if you can't find something to back up your plan, um, just continue to learn, continue to evolve, and. Um, that yeah, that's why Lease and that's why Morgan and that's why me are are a part of the team because they have that mindset and to move forward, to keep going, keep finding more information. Well, it changes every day, don't it? In this world, exactly. There's so much, and there's so much that we keep we miss too. You know, we try to right now stick our research to hospitality, of course, um, but we're missing so much else in the NFT game. Then you know, there's so many other projects that are ballooning that have nothing to do with hospitality um we can obviously learn something from but there's just so much happening that it's tough to keep up with everything yeah
0: hey lise have you found any competitors yet
2: oh well i mean you know marriott bought land already (laughs) marriott's already bought land they're not like tommy said they don't have the sandbox isn't fully developed yet so we're all kind of in the waiting game right um but yeah they're already in they're already in and that's uh tommy and i had this conversation you know I, i i was very very honest with him and i said listen there's going to be big players that are doing this. They've been doing this. This is their industry. They have unlimited funds. They're not playing any games. And a presence in the sandbox is just another another checklist. Right. They have a checklist. Hey, add a hotel in the sandbox. Great. That is nothing for them. Right. So that's why it's so important to watch and innovate. That's why it's so important to be ready to pivot. And that's why it's so important to know that when you have certain goals that you want to achieve, you might have to put those goals on the back burner. And when you're pivoting, understand why you're doing it. So, yeah, I mean, absolutely. There's I mean, and Marriott's not going to be is they're the first, but the first, right? We're the first, but they're the first big brand, but they're not going to be the last. So in that sense, I was telling Tommy, like we are building just like any other company, right? When you build in the metaverse, if you are real, you build to sell, you build to grow and to sell. That's, that's really how like a good exit is really how you accomplish your goals, right? This, that's how you can say, all right, it got done. So that's why when we're talking about the NFTs, for example, we're looking at designing NFTs and a topic came up, how do we build these NFTs? And this can go for anybody listening in, right? If you're looking to build an NFT, why would I create something personal if I am not a public figure or I am not planning to brand myself? Why not create something for the masses? Why not create something that as it sells and as it grows, you can have a solid exit and just do it again.
0: Okay. Well, are we have a board eight yacht guy here. He's, he's been in it for a minute. Mm-hmm. What do you think they did so well to become so popular at least?
2: Branding. Absolutely. So one thing that the board eight yacht club has done that I commend them. And I'm like, so you know, they ensured that they had a present and presence in every platform. All right. So up, upon our research, I I, I noticed <laughs> that Board Ape Yacht Club was one of the few that has a presence in every single social media platform, including those platforms that they have no business in. For example, YouTube. So they they did branding so well that they grew followings in platforms that they had no business in. So if you go to their YouTube, they created a lo-fi radio that's going to bring people in that may or may not know about the metaverse. That's going to bring people in that may or may not be Board 8 Yacht Club fans, but they're actually brought in anyway. Right. So you go to YouTube, you see hundreds and thousands of millions of views, but that's already brand awareness. That is a form of marketing. Not only that, but they have a lot limited- of
0: time, out, time out. The the lo-fi like that chill
1: music. They yes, just made a least random least. one.
2: That's what they did. That's what they, they did. Yeah,
1: they, they, they released that pretty content. pretty early too. And, you know, it was just like a hangout, you know, listening to our music, come in the Discord. It was just a vibe, you know, yep. that's
2: all it's it was. Good to go. And that's the thing. It's creating brand awareness. That's something that they understand that a lot of people that are starting the metaverse are either stuck in the metaverse still or they're stuck in the real world and not knowing how to apply themselves in the metaverse, right? So they don't care. They started a lo-fi radio and they're bringing in those subscribers and those views. What happens when you hit description and box? Takes you to Discord. It, it takes you to their website. It, 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 it starts the customer journey, right? So they've created a funnel through all of these social media presences On top of, on top of, they are one of the few, if not the only now, that are in market now. So so board Ape has collaborations. They're doing super classic, super plastic collaborations, which they're doing toys. They're doing games. They're doing Ape Fest. So that's what they've done right, is that they've taken this brand and they've basically decided, made a decision, OK, we're going to go for brand awareness, even if we think it doesn't benefit us. Let's just do it. Sure. Let's do the toys. Sure. Let's do the YouTube. You know, sure. Let's do the Instagram, even though. Most of our metaverse audience is not in Instagram. We know it's in Twitter, but that's what they did right. And then they have the celebrity backing, which of course everybody knows influencer marketing is as strong as ever.
0: Tommy, who's the brains behind all that?
1: Board Ape Yacht Club has four founders. Uh, They are anonymous actually, uh, which is kind of crazy. One of the few anonymous projects that is still very popular. Um, Something lately in the NFT space is like, you have, you should be doxed. You know, if, if you're creating a project um, and you want a sustainable project, you should be doxed. But because the board Biot Club branded themselves, you know, everywhere, made themselves trustworthy, they remained doxed, or they remained anonymous and completely took off. Um, it's, it's most likely for normal dudes from Florida, you know, that's the board Biot Club's coming to Miami. They have a lot of hints that they're from Miami, but no one knows, man. No one really knows the true true background. They have fake names on Twitter. Um, one guy's name's Gargamel. You know, it's uh, Gordon Gorner. Like, it's not real names, uh, but they are branding themselves correctly. That's literally what it comes down to.
0: Lise, give me some tips for bold perceptions. How do I get my brand awareness <laughs> in this new day and age?
2: Um, you know, I usually charge for audits. <laughs>
0: <I'm kidding. laughs> This is the key to giving free value. Then I get value in return. <laughs> I had you guys on the podcast.
2: Absolutely. Hey. Are you streaming your podcast on YouTube?
0: Not streaming, but we're starting to get on YouTube. I had it in the background. We have 50 videos up, but um, I think I got a big one coming. I'm doing a live stream with uh, Mbeam10. He's a Dewey. And about two years ago, he went from 300 views, uh, a video for a year, almost two years. Now he's getting a million of, of videos. So that That's one might do, do well.
2: So I'll give you, I'll give you a little tip. And this is a, I don't know, a, I'll give you a tip. Oh no, all the listen all of the listeners as well. Okay, so here's the Elsa.
1: thing.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I don't wanna say it, but that's fine. <laughs> oh, okay, for your podcast, one thing that you can do that'll help you greatly is to publish your streams on YouTube. I'll tell you why, okay, I'll tell you why. There's actually good data here. YouTube is endless, all right? Some of our Instagram, Twitter, it's a one-time only experience, right? You post, people see, and it just goes away and it gets drowned in more content. YouTube doesn't work like that. YouTube is SEO based, right? So, because Google handles YouTube like a search engine, that means that your oldest and newest episodes will always have an advantage when people are looking for those topics. So, if you can master, dominate, or hire someone to do your YouTube SEO, you will have a successful channel and podcast because you're driving people in an endless time. You'll never have content that will be trumped by other content, including your podcast. So your podcast comes up right now. Let's say I'm subscribed. I refresh my podcast list on Apple Podcasts. Someone else published at the same time as you or maybe newer, you got bumped already. You know, I might not see you. With YouTube, it doesn't work that way. So you find your topic master SEO and then anytime anyone's looking for that specific topic you will be first and you will be found and your views will go up and your subscribers will go up and you'll have a metaverse public that's already looking for information on YouTube right because we know that YouTube is a learning platform and you seem to be you know you seem to be teaching you're teaching you're really you're really a teaching podcast right Why's the why's the how's the the who's so that's, that's, that's your partner. That's your tip. That's your one tip. No more tips for oh.
0: you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've noticed that, um, a couple of videos, like all of a will get a random 300 views from like a month ago, just out of nowhere. So it's a, uh, it's the second biggest search engine in the world, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's what I think people don't really understand. Like you don't have to have a, you don't have to be a videographer. You don't even have to be video-based. You can just literally publish us talking right now you know and as long as you have the right keywords this will live on forever and then not only will you start monetizing your podcast but you'll start monetizing your youtube so you have double income right there just on one show
0: yeah don't forget the the twitch and the um the facebook lives yeah you got to get them all live at the same time i totally agree okay what do we got going on this next week two weeks in metaverse hospitality time we haven't spoke for about a week and a half.
1: What, what's been going on? Are you, have you been dying or what's going on? Yeah, a lot, man, a lot. We got uh, a lot on the books. We're wrapping up uh, the arts first and foremost. Um, we want to get details of that down so we can kind of tease it as we uh, promote the hotels and the product. Obviously, we need to build the hotels. You know, that's, that's on the list as we ramp up to our launch date. Um, but most excited about some hype videos, getting everybody else excited. We want to start bringing in the masses, start bringing in more people. Um, we're going to drop a hype video. We're going to officially open the Discord to the public. Um, if you do want in before that for a little manager role, hit me up on Twitter, by the way. Um, but that's going to be officially open to the public. And yeah, we're going to start, start getting the masses in. We want to start promoting. We want to start marketing. Um, start getting the word out there hard while we are working in the background. Um, mm-hmm. Web3 has obviously, you know, just minting the NFT has so much technology behind it that we still have a lot of work to do. So yeah, that's, that's the plan. We are uh, working in the background while promoting uh,
0: in the front round. Lise, what are you most excited about upcoming?
2: Uh, <laughs> Partnerships. <laughs> I'm money driven. I'm always thinking about the money. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I'm, we are we've established right we're doing weekly meetings we've established some homework we're giving everybody assignments i'm really excited about just starting the brand awareness ensuring that people know that we're here and getting some transparency out there so we'll start establishing our videos like intro videos what is this about i feel like we are in the we are in it so we know what it means but there's still so many people that don't know what it means. And I feel like a lot of us forget that, you know? So for me, that's what I'm most passionate about is just seeing it develop and seeing how we can bring accessibility to everyone. Because that to me is key. Like I feel like not enough people are talking about this. Everyone's like, this is the future. This is, this is it. This is going to be what everybody's going to be doing. And I'm like, Hey guys, How is that going to be what everyone's going to be doing if more than half of us don't even know what it is? You know, how how is it that what everyone's going to be doing? If like, do you you know people that own a VR headset, like out of your 20 friends, how many people own an Oculus? Like, and that's just the beginning. That's like just the start, you know? So that's what I'm passionate. I'm passionate about showing and teaching via our company. So just showing and teaching how people can become involved and how they can understand the metaverse better. And get motivated in becoming part of Metaverse Hospitality because they get it, because they want to get it.
0: (laughs) I think you'd be a good uh, teacher, Lise. Um, I'm kind of a bad student, so maybe you can't (laughs) teach me too well, but we'll see. Maybe we'll we'll meet in, uh, you said you're going to Bali soon or what's going on?
2: Yeah, Bali in October. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, have you learned anything today? Because that would be a great sign. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was good. It was wonderful. It was wonderful. Tommy, what do we got next up for uh, the next episode? You got another person you hired?
1: Yeah, yeah. Our community manager, Morgan. um, She's in charge of, you know, the socials. She'll be uh, the one you probably speak to, um, whether it's on Twitter, Discord. Um, Once we start to uh, ramp up the socials, she's going to be in charge of that when it comes to uh interacting with the community um being active in the community um she's all about uh, you know building up the community and that's why she's she's a big part of the team um and will you know be on the podcast to discuss um how we're going to be doing that next i guess
0: wonderful awesome we'll put all the links in the description check out uh, metaverse hospitality a lot of it goes down on the twitter right that's where the the most stuff is going on
1: yeah twitter instagram discord main three um we'll be we'll be ramping out to others as well um but yeah twitter instagram discord
0: awesome thanks guys for coming on least great to meet you tommy good to see you and everyone live bold